you know? I mean, we talk to them all the time. So, so if someone walks in your house, it's going to be a dead giveaway you're religious. I mean, they're going to know you're probably a Christian anyway before you come there, but we don't have to, you know, hang it out there like that, you know? I get it down. My wife and I, there's a few places where we probably wouldn't take guests. We have verses of things hanging up on the wall. My wife on a little windowsill where she voices might have a verse hanging up that is not that obvious thing, you know? Other than that, it just would look like a normal, everyday, suburban American home, you know? And uh, because, you see, a lot of people don't come to Christ and think, well, if I come to Christ, then i got to dress like you and i got to live like you. And man, that's a drag. And I don't want that. Well, there was even a time, I'll be real frank with you, we, we even started bottle feeding our baby for this reason. Some of you may think that's real radical and some of you may think it's wrong. And, and I, I'm not against nursing. In fact, I'm for it. I think it's great. But we began to realize that people, it made people real uncomfortable. When we get around, they just be real uncomfortable, like, you guys are really weird. Now, I started to think about this one day with Kathy. I started to think, now, what in our life can we change and what can't we change? We cannot change where we're going with our life and we refuse. We won't, no matter what it costs. Well, we're going to, and this is for us anyway, we're going to homeschool our kids and I don't care what it costs, we're going to do it. I'm sorry. But there's been a lot of other things we've changed that we've, we have had real convictions on and that was one of them. We thought, well, Look, we, we nursed them for a while and we thought, now you know, we're doing all this traveling, we're in and out, and we're around all these people. Um, let's just use a bottle. And the other opportunity they gave us is we were able to use our child for other people. And young mothers we'd be around who didn't have children, we could ask them, well, why don't you want to hold her and feed her? And, Gee whiz, the Lord really used that. So now, I don't want to get in a deal. I don't, you know, I don't want to go back and forth. I believe that nursing is better for that child. I really do. But I don't know that we have to do it for a year either. Do you know? Some people like it. I mean, you know, the bonding. They talk about all these things going, my kids are bonded to me. I mean, and I didn't nurse them at all. You know? I mean, you know, I have a great relationship with them, and so does my wife. You know? And she, we nursed them as long as we could, and then we changed. And these are some of the reasons we changed, because someone's got to decide, I'm going to set an example in this and take the heat. See? There was a long time in Ames, you didn't dare bring a bottle out of your bag. Now, nobody ever said it. You just could feel it. You know, there's a long time. You just didn't have a television. Nobody said it. You could just feel it. You just didn't buy a newer car. Nobody said it. You just felt it. Because that wouldn't be spiritual. Well, now what I'm saying to you today is it's very spiritual. Because we're trying to win the world. We're not trying to... I'm not trying to win other Christians. I'm trying to win men and women to Christ. And I want no opportunity for offense for the gospel of Christ. So I, I, I tell my wife how to dress. My wife doesn't always know. I'm, a, I'm out a lot more than my wife. I travel. I'm out. I know what's in. I know what's out. And I make a mental note of it. And I help her. You know? Uh, I mean, it's not that I'm smarter than my wife. I like my wife to look nice. I want her to look not like some, you know, worn out, tired, shot mother who could care less about how she looks. You know the number one complaint about husbands they get married? Uh, as soon as they get married, my wife could care less about how she looked. And you look. You look at mothers all the time and they're just... You don't even want to look. A lot of times. Praise God, I don't think any of you are that way. And I thank God for that. But many, many are. And it does such a disservice to Christ. Especially if they're saved. And we're overweight. And just, you know, like... Who cares about anybody else? If that's why they're that way, because they don't care about anybody else. They're living for themselves. And God wants us to live for others. And God wants us to win them to Christ. That takes a commitment to excellence. 
A commitment to win. Do you understand? This is what Paul meant that he might be disqualified. He doesn't mean he's going to lose salvation. He's going to be put on the shelf. He just means that if I, if I don't buff up my body, I won't even have a chance to win the race. You know, you get disqualified because you're not in shape. You can be out there running the race, but if you can't take the heat, if you don't have the endurance, you're just not going to ever win the race. See? So God wants us to have a commitment to excellence. He wants us to have a commitment, a good commitment. And if you notice this project here, in PGT, discuss these things with one another. Get one another's counsel on your homes, on your dress, etc. Remember, we are running to win. Go for the gold. I'd like you to remember that. I want you guys to do this. I want you to discuss this in your PGTs. Openly, honestly, you know. Um, I've had people tell me, I probably ought to get contacts, and I'm thinking about it. I, right now, my pocketbook's, when my pocketbook will get it, I probably will. But I gotta tell you, I, I like kindness and I don't. I can't stand anything in my eye. I mean, I hate things in my eye, and I can't stand thinking about putting that thing in my eyeball. I can't even put eye drops in my eyeball. But I've been told I'd look cuter if I had to contacts by a wide variety of people and I've also been told that the light would glare a lot less on my glasses when I'm up front so I've been really considering it you know thinking about it you know what I don't mind change you want to change me change me I mean that I really mean that we are so inflexible we get so stiff we need to keep flexible we need to keep able to change, willing to change. Because I'm doing it for Christ. If I was just doing it for anything else, I just wouldn't do it. But I'm doing it for Him, you see. And I want to be able to have the most dynamic and great effect on the people that I interact with all the time, with you and with those that I work with and live with. You know, it's kind of funny. I'll tell you something that happened. I mean, God was in control of this, and so I couldn't do anything about this. But I knew that where we lived would have a real effect on Kathy's family. I knew that. But, you know, financially and other things, I, it wasn't that I did it on purpose. I just couldn't afford not to live in the trailer that we lived in, and I knew they hated it, and, you know, I, I'm sorry. Now we live in this house, you know. And wow, has the tone of the letters we're getting changed. We get a letter from Kathy's grandmother. Grandma's very affluent, very, very materialistic. Boy, we're here, you're doing real good. Keep up the good work. I, oh, man, never. We've never heard anything like that ever. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a house and a garage and a yard, and I can mow it. And, you know, it's like one, things are blissful, you know. It's winning them. It's, I guess it's having an effect on them. I hope that we can get our parents up here before we have to move. <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, I was struck by that. I mean, it, it matters. You see, we live in a world, brother and sister, that is totally consumed with materialism. Don't you ever be. But please be wise enough to use the things of this world, the mammon of unrighteousness, to win friends that will welcome you into eternal dwellings. Please, the wise man will win souls. The wise man will win others. The wise woman will win others. And we need to take this seriously if we're serious about running to win. If we're not, then we can all just keep running the way we are. But if we're serious about winning the world we live in, I, let me give you a simple suggestion. And please don't take this wrong. If you ever have any questions, just do what I'm doing. Just copy me. You know what Paul told the Corinthians? He says, imitate me. Just imitate me. The things you've learned and seen and heard from me, 
Do these things and the God of peace will be with you. So sometimes if you're in a state of confusion, just say to yourself, well, what's Mark and Kathy doing? What's Brent and Mary doing? Just do it. And you'll probably be right on course. Now I'm not saying that because we're so cool. I'm just saying that by now, by God's grace, we need to be examples in this. And if you wonder sometimes, what could I do better? What could I not do better? That's the way to answer that question. Then if you've got a question, feel free to ask. Or ask your neighbor. But please, let's take this seriously. Okay? Because Minneapolis, obviously you know, is a very contemporary city. And they pride themselves in that. And I would hate to think that ten years down the road, we're going to be the same size we are today because we've not made the right proper adjustments to win others. See, there's always things, like I said, we can't change. Right now, we can't change meeting in Regina, but I'm looking forward to the day we can. Because I hate the atmosphere in that place. I hate the pain on the wall. But praise God, we've got a roof over our head, we've got a stage, and we've got seats comfortable for people to sit in. And so those are the limitations we have. We'll do the best we can with what God has enabled us to do. And then as God gives us more grace then we'll make the necessary changes as God gives us discernment and wisdom. So please do the same thing with your body, with your dress, with your hair. With, you know, I always try to be aware of the little things. I always put on deodorant two or three times a day. I brush my teeth four or five times a day and I always keep some gum around. You know why? Because I get close to people. That's my, that's my life. That's your life as people. And I've talked to people that, you know, I'm talking to them and they're a really sharp person, but man, I just can't hardly stand it to listen to them because it's so close and their breath just stinks. Now that sounds so, oh Mark, come on, you know, geez, please don't talk about that in public. But somebody in the name of God has got to start talking about these things because we're losing the battle. We're losing the war out there. We are not seeing men and women turn to Christ because they think turning to Christ is turning to this set of codes and this creed. And that means they loved, they've loved white bread all their life. And every time they come to your house, they got to eat the thickest, heaviest, whole grain bread they ever had in their life. I can't even stand it. But I'll eat it. You know, I, for, I hate breakfast. And I hate cereal. But I've been absolutely forcing myself to eat one every day because I don't want to get colon cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's my motive. That's my only motivation. I hate it. I hate it. I want to keep my prostrate, my colon clean. Then I found out the other day, praise God, that apples do the same thing, and I've been eating one of those every day for the last 10 years. So then I could ease up on my, on my diet a little bit, on my, you know, my cereal diet. But I do, I hate cereal. I could eat bacon and hash browns with cheese on them for every breakfast and nothing else. No, I don't even have that once a week. You know, but I'm just, I love bacon, you know. So what I'm saying is, you know, we need to be ready. We need to be ready when we have guests over, when we're going to open our home. We want to be able to use our home as the base of operations. You see, uh, let, just look, one last verse in Titus, and then, then we'll be done. Um, this is a verse you women will be talking about this summer. And I don't have the version that I wanted, but, but anyway, I'll, I'll try to make this as good as I can here. In chapter 2 of Titus, it says, um, and go to the, about the middle of verse 3, they should be teachers of what is good, that they may wisely train the young women to be loving wives and mothers, Sensible, chaste, good housekeepers, good natures, good natured. I like that. I like that. I want to talk about that in a minute. Good natured. I, this is something I've talked to my wife about. Women, don't ever lose that girlish sense of humor. It is so easy to become old and stuffy and crabby and it's miserable to live with. 
please keep that good naturedness and laugh and have a good time and don't take things so serious. Remember when you were 16? That's the first thing I think of when I think of a 16-year-old girl. They giggle all the time. They're just always laughing. Well, I mean, just keep that good naturedness about you. Guys can get old and stuffy too, guys, and we need to keep that good humor. But that's really becoming to the gospel. Submissive to their own husbands so that the word of God may not be slandered. The Philips says this, They should be teachers of what is good, that they may teach the young women to, be, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible and discreet, to be w- devoted to the home life, or to be workers at home, keeping their house in order, good nature, submissive to their own husband, that they might be a good advertisement for the Christian faith. That is really true. Do you know how hard it is to find that combination of things today in this society, even among Christians? I was kind of talking to Kathy this morning. It's kind of funny. We all got up this morning about 6. And we don't usually all get up at 6. But we got up at 6, had to get the kids ready, get things packed, and we're driving. And you know what I felt like? What the average American must have felt like every day of his life, taking the kids to the daycare center. And we're off to work. What kind of a life that would be. Wow. See, that's the world we live in. And most Christians live the same way. And it's ruining one of the big advertisements that the Lord had for the Christian faith. See? So you're a dynamic advertisement for the Christian faith. That's why I always want to get as many people in my home as I can. Did you know that? Because I want to line up here with God. And I know that whether I can get Christians in or unbelievers in, it's going to be this neon light that says, Oh man, God is where it's at. God is where it's at. Get God. Get God. Because life is just wonderful with the Lord. So, please please go over these with your mate together. Be honest. If you wonder if you're dressing contemporary, just get a JCPenney's catalog. You know, you have to look in the finest section. Just say, you know, do I... In other words, can I look appropriate for where I go? I don't always dress like this. At home, I wear jeans during the day. I could live in jeans. I could have a jean suit. I love jeans, you know. But one thing I did decide to do is wear no more faded jeans, even though they are really in, um, because, unless I go buy them that way. Because they never fade the way you buy them. The way they fade is here and here and in the rear. And, and, you know. So once they get that way, I just realize they're, they're, they've, they've grown their, outgrown their use, and I only use them for cleaning and working, Okay. And then, uh, and then I try to have an outfit that will go for wherever I've got to go. If I'm going to go hang around college kids, then I've got some shorts and a shirt that's going to go with them. And if I'm going to go to the insurance agent, I'm going to dress appropriately. If I'm just going to go out camping, I usually don't even shave. Unless I'm in a large campground where I'm going to meet other people than I do. So I just always try to think where I'm going. Am I going to fit? I want to fit. Because I want to, I want to win them to Christ. Let's um, pray and then, well, yeah, let's pray and then we'll see if we have any questions, okay? Lord, we want to thank you for this time today. We want to thank you, God, for your word. We pray, God, that you would help us to excel. We pray, God, that you would help us to run in such a way as to win the race. Pray, God, that you'd make us men and women who are committed to win this race for Christ. Lord, the world is at stake, a world that you already paid an awesome price for. And God, I pray that you would empower us to give us grace and insight into these areas. Help us to be, become the gospel of Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.